Hello, welcome to Healthy Disruptions, a podcast about health and health inequities across our diverse communities in Southern California. In this podcast, we speak with community members, students, researchers, and leadership to bring you the real experts on health disparities. Join us each month as we discuss local issues as they are happening and highlight members of our communities who are seeking better health for themselves and their communities. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Healthy Disruptions, the podcast that raises awareness on pressing health disparities. This episode will cover the impact of healing circles, especially in the Latinx communities. Disclaimer, we understand that there are Latino, Latina, Latinx, but in this podcast, we will be referring the collective as Latinx. Get ready to dive deep into this important topic because we're about to learn some great information. We had the pleasure of interviewing Fatima Baldelamar, founding executive director of Love and Nurture Initiative. Fatima is a passionate advocate in the Inland Empire region, focusing on sharing resources for mental health and emotional well-being that will positively impact people's lives. Today, she will be sharing a little bit about her new nonprofit organization, Love and Nurture Initiative, and how they have used healing circles as a holistic path towards growth and healing. But before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about what healing circles are. Healing circles are a strength-based approach to building resilience and healing trauma. For some, a healing circle can be a great way to find support through hardships, such as addiction, grief, or even trauma. The idea of the circle is to allow members to be vulnerable, talk about their lived experiences, and begin the path of healing. Many can take a variety of forms, but basically participants will sit in a circle and they will discuss a certain topic or problem. The rules are simple. Identify group agreements that everyone commits to. Only share when you have the talking piece listen with compassion, and hold all stories shared in confidence. That kind of sounds like group therapy, right? What makes it different? Yeah, kinda, but these circles are less formal. There is no use of mainstream health professionals like therapists. It's more of a gathering where healing comes naturally from sharing coping strategies. The last few healing circles I've attended, people are really wholesome and provide direct support to their peers by acknowledging the issue and offering their personal coping mechanisms, such as knitting, walking, or journaling. So do people actually open up during these sessions? I know for the Latinx community, mental health is just something we don't talk about. Like, I know it is a thing to say therapy is only for the crazy or the locals, which places a negative outlook on sharing your feelings. Yeah, totally. I've heard that before, too. And it's not true. The great thing about these circles is is that they are surrounded by people part of their own community who share similar traumas. There's also no judgment, and the facilitator leading these discussions validates their feelings the whole time, providing a safe space to open up. As a first-generation Latina, it was heartwarming to hear about others' experiences because they were so similar to mine. For the first time ever, it felt like I wasn't alone and I could relate to someone else. Wow, that's awesome. I believe our listeners must be excited to hear more about this. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Sandoval. I'm the health educator at the University of California, Riverside Center for Healthy Communities. I will be your host for today. And joining me is Fatima. Hello, everyone. This is Fatima. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Selena Hernandez, and I am the Community Relations Specialist at UCR, Center for Healthy Communities. Hi, Fatima. I'm so glad that you're here with us today, and we're looking forward to you sharing with our listeners all about your wonderful organization and diving deeper into the healing circles. Can you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and the Love and Nurture Initiative? Yes, uh, thank you for the opportunity. So I'm a mother of three happily married. I am a first-generation immigrant from Bolivia. Recently, I achieved uh, my uh, Master in Social Work, and I'm currently on the path to obtain my LCSW, my License in Clinical Social Work. In addition to this uh, role as a wife and a mother, I am uh, the founder and chair of the of Love and Nurture Initiative. Our mission is to foster compassion and healing through or by nurturing individuals and community through um, meaningful connections, support, and empowerment. Love and Nurture Initiative operates through three different programs. The first program that we have is Youth and Young Adult Empowered Education. This program is going to be launched in 2024. Then we have the Nurture Uplift Community Empowerment Program, which is ready to be launched on December 17. This program is more focused on community events and supporting the community. And we have the Healing with Love, which is like a healing circle, which we start facilitating a few circles this year, but the program will be launched on in April 24 with the program as a whole, what it is, what is the reasons behind healing circles and what is our like main, main approach. Each program is designed to contribute to our primary goal of promoting love and nurturing environments for personal and community well-being focused on mental health and empowerment. As we try to create a positive impact or paradigm change, uh, Love and Nurture Initiative empowers individuals, families, and communities through various initiatives and projects. Our commitment lies uh, on fostering love, compassion, and healing from individuals and communities alike. Thank you, Fatima, for sharing a little bit about yourself and the goals of your initiative. But our listeners would really like to know what made you decide to approach healing the traumas in our Latinx communities and why did you think that it would be an effective approach? Yes, um, many have asking me why I decide this approach. And some at the beginning, when I started sharing, I used to like feel sad, but now I feel more like because it looks like I'm healing. So my decision to approach healing trauma between the Latinx community since from my personal journey as a Latino woman who, uh, who has faced and overcome trauma, having um, to navigate my and challenge of my traumas, I was introduced to Healing Circle five years ago. And it took me five years to process my traumas and embark in a journey of healing. So Healing Circles play a, a key role in my recovery, providing me with a safe space to re recognize that what happened to me in the past is not my fault. But however, I understood that uh, my responsibility was to break the, the cycle of trauma for the future generations to come, even on my own family. Through my experience, I have come to realize that mental health is, is a significant issue and concern and healing is not a um, an individual journey, but most likely we need support. You're not gonna be able to heal by yourself if you don't find support. And willingness to heal also is another uh, another key role, key important to understand that 
we need to heal. And also we had to like understand that the healing circles is no more likely be able to heal. And I'm going to go to the healing circles. I'm going to heal. That's not how it works, but it's a process and we're going to teach. Well, every time that we have the healing circles, we teach families how it looks like. The first time that everybody is introduced to healing circle is most likely to uh, see or acknowledge that you have something going on and you were not able to see before. Um, witness also individuals, families, and communities struggling with mental health challenges and illness. I recognize the barriers preventing people from seeking help. These barriers include such as our taboos, you know, in the Latinx community and minorities uh, communities uh, talking about mental health is like taboo. It's like, oh, no, we don't talk about that. That doesn't exist. Or also lack of family support, feelings of shame and guilt. And sometimes, no, sometimes most of the time is limited resources or education that we lack of. Uh, my choice of this approach is grounded in several factors. As a Latina woman who has benefited from healing circles, I am uh, passionate about creating a space for individuals to open and share. And also my Bolivian heritage emphasizes on how the close connection with the Mother Earth is important for healing and advocating for a living style that is more harmonized um, community with environment and your surroundings, which is going to be promoting healthy living styles. And at the same time, it's going to bring peace to your mind. And also, um, I know that the third way, the third um, approach that I choose healing circles as a, the bridge to bring bridge to the mental health is um, restorative practices. I was introduced to, introduced to restorative practices when I was working as a mentor and I realized that I was like, oh, this is not just to restore, but also this can help people to heal. Also the native and indigenous um, talking circles, I was introduced as well as that and was like, this is really, you know, important important for the community to come across and in, in the circle, you don't have like professional. It's like someone that everybody in the circle is the same. We are all equal. We all have the same opportunities to share and, uh, and also the therapeutic psychoeducation intervention. So but for me, healing circles is something that I'm bringing together, like restorative practices, the Native American talking circles, and also the therapeutic based approach, evidence-based approach for interventions when we teach the community and to educate what is available for them. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all that information and really breaking it down for us. Can you describe some challenges and or barriers to promoting and actually having people participate in these healing circles? The challenges. Yes. Uh, promoting and facilitating healing circles come with its share of challenges. Like it's a lot. Many of which we try to resolve around the misconceptions financial constraints and the need for community understanding. For example, when we try to look for a space to facilitate the circles, it's not free. So it's hard for us or challenging to find affordable space where we can afford to pay to, to gather the circle. Another um, challenge that we face is the community misunderstanding. The misconception uh, about the natural healing circles can be a barrier. For example, let me say, we heard in the past 
that um, they associate the healing circle with practice of chamanese or witchcraft. And I'm like, no, leading to a negative connotation. So we need to provide clear education on the purpose and benefit of healing circle. It's essential because this misunderstanding is preventing the community to be part of this healing circle. So they want to participate, but someone in the family can be very religious or someone in the family can see that this is true. So they prevent even the, the families to participate in these healing circles. Also the financial constraint, because um, even though we're trying to look for sponsors and grants, uh, we don't we don't charge for the healing circles, but we understand that the community also when they come, they 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 also we want to give something to them like incentives, something that they're gonna take with them, and the healing circles and provide some like refreshments. Maybe we have some community members that they don't have like transportation means, and we can provide with some type of like transportation, you know, pay for them to come to those healing circles, and also community engagement is. Uh, a little challenging because they are unfamiliar with the concept of healing circles. Um, but we, the team, we're trying to build the trust in the community to see when they come, we don't hide anything. Every, everybody's welcome. We don't put barriers who can participate. And also the facilitators are social workers. So we welcome everyone. So that have been some of our challenges. Thank you, Fatima. And it's, so great to hear that your organization is super intentional in creating these healing circles. It's not just something that you thought of overnight. I know you mentioned it's taking you five years to be able to heal your own trauma and put these circles together and really bringing the community and uniting everyone. We briefly touched on this, Lena and I were chatting a little bit before talking about, you know, the difference between ther group therapy and these healing circles. So do you think that healing circles can fill the gaps in meeting the needs for mental health services, especially among the Latinx community? Would you say it's difficult to find a therapist or a counselor that speaks Spanish or that truly connects with them? Yes, uh, healing circles have proven to be very like instrumental in addressing the mental health needs of the Latinx community and other minorities. But the way it is working is by providing that safe space that nobody's willing to, to provide in the community where participants can begin, as I mentioned before, to acknowledge that they are holding something, they have trauma and they need to heal, but they don't even know how to start or accept that trauma. So healing circles provide that opportunity for individuals. Uh, we have received feedback in the past from participants who express a sense of comfort and connection between the circles with others, often referring to these um, like communal settings of a traditional professional engagement. Some of the challenges persist in California though. Although this, the therapist, the Spanish speaking, has incremented and we've seen a lot of professionals, there is still a huge gap on Spanish speaking, promoting mental health. And one of the first is because even as a Latino, the Latinx community, they don't believe in mental health. So it's gonna be more challenging someone to say, you know why I wanna, this is my field. I wanna support, I wanna get my license. I wanna provide therapy. It's gonna be challenging um, for many. Um, there is so much need in the Latinx community about mental health, but one of the challenges that I mentioned is that we don't have a lot of Spanish-speaking therapists. 
Second is many Latinx communities, we lack of health insurance. We don't have access to health, you know. And the third is lack of communication or resources. We, uh, even though they have um, the insurance, they are able to utilize, but they don't know where, how to look for referrals, where to look at, and especially in identifying a Spanish-speaking uh, therapy that's going to help them to, to start the process. And this has been, even the language barrier, you know, is one of the main barriers to find and seek help for mental health. And as you say, like how healing circles is closing that gap, healing circles are free. And we're trying to make it more accessible so we can go where they need us. And addressing this challenge is like providing that alternative space for them to, to come and participate. So that's why how we are seeing um, the Healing Circle is trying to, or eventually is gonna close that gap. And even though the families, they come to the Healing Circles, but they are, the first goal of the Healing Circle is to find that you are not the only person that has been with trauma. There are other individuals that they share the same experience. So talking to each other, even though we, the, we can find solutions. And when this, if we have someone that really needs more like professionals, well, we're going to do referrals as well. Thank you. Now, with your experience uh, working in the field and hosting some healing circles yourself, what are some topics that have been requested the most by your participants? The topics requested by our participants has reflected a broad spectrum of needs and concerns and interests. However, the past sessions that we which have this year has been embracing healing through the journey of grief and loss during COVID. We had that. Uh, we also did another one for empowering women, self-care and multifaceted roles. Like as a woman, you know, your mom, your sister, you are a daughter, you are like so many roles and hats. And we forget about self-care. We forget about how can we, we need that time for ourselves. How can we support each other? And some of the topics that they are looking into, and they, we have like requests, we receive them via Instagram message, say, like, when are you guys gonna have the next one? I would like to be participate, um, is um, fostering connection and overcoming, overcoming loneliness, especially after COVID, you know, families have been separated. We have been like uh, working from home, we are afraid that getting into COVID. So we lost communication, we lost friendships. So reconnecting that, especially for the elders, is a little challenging. So we wanna, they are asking for that. Uh, another one is more focused on trauma, where cultivating self-forgiveness. Sometimes we can't forgive for something that happened or we did, and we wanna teach how to forgive ourselves in order to restore that relationship with somebody. And the next one, which is going to be, we're going to be doing this on January 7, is the developing resilience in the face of challenging. This is more focused for the immigrant families. It's going to be in Spanish. So we want to identify what are the challenges of the families that they are uh, going through right now and how they overcome that and what resources they need so we can come as a community to identify those aspect and then find solution as a community. And the, the other one that also they ask is dedicated session for service providers. 
meaning um, we want to adapt a session especially for social workers, community health workers, teachers, and community activists. Uh, we want to cover in the topics like secondhand trauma and addressing emotional fatigue. Many of us, we suffer from that, but since we think because we are professional, we can handle, that's not, that's not okay. So we need to address it. We want to provide good services and quality services to our families. Thank you so much, Fatima, for sharing all this wonderful information. I, for one, after attending a couple of your healing circles, I can say that they have been amazing. Um, just feeling how safe everybody felt being able to share all of their traumas and identifying with others and being able to share protective factors. It was honestly a great experience and I look forward to attending the next one that you have, January 7th. Uh, we will be sharing your social media information after this. So our listeners who are hearing, please share this out with all your community and let them know to attend this wonderful event. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on this episode as we discuss the importance of healing circles as they heal longstanding trauma in the Latinx community. We explored the importance of coming together as a community and navigating challenging situations. And to Fatima, thank you for sharing all the wonderful work that the Love and Nurture Initiative does. Don't forget to check out their website at loveandnurtureinitiative.org and follow them on Instagram at ln underscore initiative where you can find out more about their initiative and ways to become more involved. Thank you for joining us today for your healthy dose of disruptions. Thank you for listening to Healthy Disruptions, and a special thanks to Belzar Music for the making of our intro and outro music. This podcast was produced by the Community Engagement and Dissemination Corps of the Center for Health Disparities Research in collaboration with the Center for Healthy Communities at the University of California Riverside School of Medicine. This episode's content was developed by our team. For more information and the show notes for this episode, you can also visit our website at healthydisruptions.buzzsprout.com. And we'll see you next time for some more Healthy Disruptions.